The Guardian. Hello, I'm Matt Wells. This is Media Talk. Coming up this week, James Murdoch heads to the Big Apple as he's been given a big promotion in News Corporation, who will take over from him here in London, and just how long now before he takes over from Rupert. Also in the podcast, Endemol buys a stake in Holy Moly, but why? Plus, Kay Burley sexes up the news as only she can. And... And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Top of the Pop. Get ready to D-I-S-C-O, pop pickers. BBC Four rolls back the years and the flares to broadcast vintage episodes of Top of the Pops. Not off. This is Media Talk from The Guardian. Uh, now, in the week that it was announced that Radio 1 DJs Fern Cotton and Edith Bowman will be joining the BBC's Royal Wedding reporting team, we have two equally well-qualified commentators for today's pod. Uh, James Robinson is the Observer's media editor. Two weeks in a row, James. Two weeks in a row, I've been Observer Media, so that's probably I'm not <laughs> yes, yet. Not no, so no, good. yes, indeed. We it's, are, it's a privilege... Well, we, Our are, pleasure. we are truly blessed. And uh, also here making his uh, Media Talk debut is Neil Henderson. He's the head of broadcast for the Red Consultancy. Uh, good to see you, Neil. How are you? Uh, great. Just looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting out of the house away from, from crying newborn <sighs> baby. Oh, but no. But don't let my wife hear that. No, okay, it won't. Um, okay, well, we'll start with our uh, old friends at News Corporation. They've been out of the headlines for oh, all of about five minutes before a whopping great bombshell dropped from, well, whopping on Wednesday afternoon. James Murdoch, the current chairman and chief executive of News Corp, European and Asian operations is on the move again. He'll be joining his father Rupert in New York after being promoted to the role of News Corporation's Deputy Chief Operating Officer. So what does this mean for the family's succession plans and where does it leave the businesses on both sides of the Atlantic? James of course had been in charge of all of the news, international newspaper titles as well as Sky. Well who better to speak to about all of this? The long-time Murdoch watcher Professor Emily Bell, Director of the Tau Centre for Digital Journalism at Columbia's Graduate School. Um, well your title seems to get longer every, t- every time we speak, Emily. Yes, you've missed out. The fact I should be Professor Director. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, well, you're clearly the person to speak to on this. Um, this is the big move, isn't it? It's him. He's, he's, he's now the anointed one. Um, yes, one says that, though. Uh, it's also easy to forget that Lachlan, his brother, made a very similar move um, about six or seven years ago and then promptly moved out of the company altogether for <laughs> a few months. So whilst it does look like uh, the path of the anointed, there's a very interesting bit of parental control going on here because there's no sign, really, that James particularly wanted to move to New York at this point. And in some ways... It benefited him to have a much more clearly delineated patch of ground over in uh, the UK. Uh, Yes, this is interesting because, because first of all, it wasn't uh, expected, uh, uh, principally because he's he's in the middle of doing this this big deal for uh, for B Sky B, and that's not done yet. No, that's right. Uh, Though, again, it was the case that, of course, uh, Rupert Murdoch, um, Murdoch Senior for many years effectively kept a pretty tight rein on things that were happening in the UK uh, from his perch in New York. So it's possible that you can get this, that he can get the Sky deal through, which uh, I'm sure if James is not there to do it, then probably Jeremy Hunt can um, step in and, uh, and, and, and help it <laughs> yes. through. Uh, he, seems to be, he seems to have facilitated most of the heavy lifting so far. Um, so, it, but, but, but particularly sort of in the aftermath of that, if you were James and you were thinking, well, suddenly you have this amazing money machine, um, you have newspapers, a, a really kind of growing and strong digital business, and you've got your hands on the controls and, and you're right there on the ground and you can actually forge your own strategy and your own direction around it, which is really very much what he did at Sky so successfully. Uh, to then be sort of thrown, if you like, into the kind of swamp of, and particularly, you know, he's in a, 
he does have a good working relationship, I think, with Chase Carey, who's a senior executive um, who he'll be down the corridor from uh, uh, here in New York. But I don't think he has a particularly great relationship with um, the, the, old, the old print people. Uh, Les Hinton and Robert Thompson are a very different sort of cast to James, a very different background. They're very newspaper focused. And those executive meetings will be, I think, quite interesting as a result. So, yeah, well, exactly. And, and what are his challenges, do you think? Uh, or, or what is he being brought there to do? Well, uh, the succession can't be ignored. Murdoch is 80 and he is living a life which most 80-year-olds would find extremely punishing. And if you are wanting to reassure shareholders, I mean, there's a dull bit of maths in this, which just basically says that News Corp hasn't performed particularly well on the share front. You really want to, and and, and America is so important for that, you really want to see uh, some um, clarity around the succession issues. So I think back to your first point, Matt, it it is clearly a way of saying, yes, this is is the man who's going to succeed me. And that could be needed at any time, she says diplomatically. Um, so, so, I th- so I think that his challenges in, in the States are really to, I suppose, sort out uh, what happens around uh, Dow Jones and the journal and that sort of ongoing and, and heavy investment um, in, uh, in information here. It, it's not a part, as I say, it's not a part of the business that really he's had much to do with. Um, the other challenges are just the, the, the ones that face everybody in the, in the industry here, which is uh, America's had a really punishing time in the ad market. Fox has done pretty well, but you know it, it, it's been a very sort of a t- it's been a very sort of tough period um, in the in the advertising market, and you have to look at how uh, companies are handling digital transition, which arguably. Uh, Certainly on the TV side, um, James has, d- has done pretty well uh, in the UK. It's a very different regulatory environment, but his 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 play into broadband into the home, etc., uh, was pretty far sighted. And I think you're going to need some of that kind of knowledge and drive and energy in this market as well if you're going to make um, if you're going to make Fox and the digital properties of. News Corp is successful in the future as the past. But the other thing is, you know, is he being hoiked out of the way of the phone hacking scandal, which from my lofty perch over here looks worse and worse for News Corporation? Well, it's very high in your ivory tower up there in your ivory tower, isn't it? Um, but um, but I, well, that, that's interesting because it brings us to the, my last question, which is about what happens uh, here in London, do you think, in, in that you, it, the obvious person to replace him or at least to take up some of his reins would have been Rebecca Brooks, but she's tainted too. I think this is really problematic because uh, there are some really this is this is pretty serious stuff in the phone hacking scandal. Now, you know, big big piles of undiscovered emails magically appearing, uh, and Rebecca Brooks's remark to the Select Committee about how they did used to pay the police for information is now being looked into. Uh, and you can't help but feel that if there is somebody, if if, if this goes further and somebody's head is going to roll, then uh, it's very hard to see how uh, it wouldn't be Rebecca Brooks as one of the most, as the most senior newspaper executive now there. Um, so there's possibly, a, 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 in a way, for, for James to be out of the country or at distance. And he wasn't, you know, he, he was actually over at Sky. This, he, he really is clear of the phone hacking scandal in a way, but... Um, I think London is is potentially missing uh, really some of the kind of uh, closer attention 
um, that Murdoch Senior used to give it, certainly on the newspaper side. Um, and it doesn't look like they have a particularly great succession plan there. Will Lewis is very recently into the company. Um, he works at an executive level with Rebecca Brooks, but really has very little experience dealing at that level with a company of that size. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if you either saw you know, an executive being, being moved in to sort of shore up or, or, or help with London, or once the phone hacking scandal has been resolved, uh, you might find that James is splitting his time a little bit more kind of equitably between London and New York. I take, I take, I take it you're uh, ruling yourself out. Uh, you're almost certainly too expensive. Well, I'm already here, obviously. I've already moved. I've made my move for the succession, which yeah. is a surprise way to come at it, really, through academia. But um, as you know, the Murdoch family have enormous respect for the liberal, um, yes, for the liberal, the liberal non-profit, the liberal non-profit sector. <laughs> yeah, OK. So I'm, expecting, I'm expecting the call any moment. Well, 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 I, well I better get off the line then. Uh, thank you very much, Emily Bell. Um, James... Uh, what do you think about your namesake? I mean, let's pick up on this last point that that, uh, that Emily made about what happens in in London, because as we were saying, the obvious candidate would have been uh, Miss Brooks, but she's she's tainted. Well, is she? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure she is in Rupert Murdoch's eyes, right. but uh, crucially, um, I mean, th- she presented to News International staff uh, their th- on their three uh, corporate vision. On Tuesday, I think, and um, Rupert was sat in the front row nodding approvingly, so right. I understand. And I think he's got full confidence now, and I think every signal uh, since this phone hacking affair um, started to play has, has indicated that he, that he will uh, stand by her. Uh, so I, I, think Rebecca, you know, I think Rebecca will get the, you know, what was the Les Hinton role. Mm. Um, I mean, James is retaining it for now, and he's retaining his office in Wapping and so oh, some small right. square for now. So yeah. it's, that's what they say. Well, that's what they, we were told. Yeah. But it's difficult to run a newspaper empire from a UK newspaper paper empire from New York, obviously. So I think Rebecca's in pole position. I don't see there's any other obvious candidates, maybe apart from Will Lewis, who's, who's hasn't been... Um, there long enough uh, he's probably not really confirmed as a, a mm. diehard member of the Murdoch sort of crew as yet so I, th- I still think Rebecca's odds on and um, uh, do you think it, it makes a difference Neil that um, uh, that uh, that he's not here and um, and, and indeed that the, the Sky deal isn't, isn't done, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think he's done a very good job, particularly with Sky, transforming Sky into an acceptable brand over the years to the middle classes who didn't want dishes on the side of yeah. their, 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 their houses. But I think the big issue um, with James Murdoch is his dad probably didn't want him to be tainted with the, the phone hacking and a good time to, to pull him out. But oh, right, to bring him out before, he gets, before it gets really nasty. Absolutely. I mean, you know, James Murdoch, uh, some would say he's a clean skin, he's He's done a very good job. He's got a very strong CV. Um, they also have to appease the News Corp um, shareholders because, you know, they're, they're obviously up in arms with the way that Rupert Murdoch um, puts his family into, into key positions. Um, you know, you might have to rule out Liz Murdoch. She's still at Shine, um, uh, which has been obviously bought by yeah. by her dad, but she's done, you know, a, a, an acceptable job when she was at Sky before. Um, but it's got to be somebody with, with, with newspaper experience. You know, you could put Jeremy Darrick in there, but again, you know, is is he someone that can can deal with the paywall issues, deal with the hacking? Um, so you might be right. I think Rebecca is is somebody who can carry off. Um, she's born and bred uh, News International, and and can probably um, deal with the flack. Yeah, and for all her faults, you know, she she yeah. is, is people. She's got very, as an you know, this is an ambassadorial role in part. 
and that's what she, she does excel. She does excel at that. Yeah. At that. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, um, thank you very much. We'll, we'll leave that there. There's uh, more on everything to do with Sky News Corporation and the Murdoch family over on MediaGuardian.co.uk. Okay, on to our news in brief section. Uh, let's start with the uh, Sony Awards, um, obviously the Oscars of the radio industry, as we're obliged to say. Uh, radio 4 leads the way with 22 nominations, while Absolute Radio has a record 14 nominations for a commercial station. Uh, interesting year for Absolute, lots of accolades, but no audience, a bit like us here at The Guardian. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so TalkSport is up for Radio, radio Station of, of the Year. Uh, so all of, all of that very interesting. Neil, what, what's, your, what's your take on... Yeah, I think I think it's it's going to be talk sports year because Moz D has done a fantastic job turning around that station. I mean, I was there in the early two thousands when they were stuck between two point four million and two point seven million. They didn't get over that magic three million. Moz has brought in great rights. Obviously, Richard Keys and Andy Gray are <laughs> on air there now. For how long uh, we, we we don't know, but um, I think talk sport certainly deserves it. Absolute have done fantastic work considering that their audiences yo-yoed. Uh, Every quarter, I think you know the chief exec. They want to make real radio programs, you know, quality personality mm. radio, which is something that's lacking in commercial radio. And also, but also, we've talked about this before on on, on this podcast. They um, they are seen as the the one commercial station that is innovating in digital and, and that really ha- um, you know is, is, has a vision for li- beyond radio on 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 digital or how to transform a legacy radio station into a digital station. Um, but that that is not trans. So that that gets them a lot of you know, uh, airtime and talk. We talk about talk about them. They get awards, but it's not translated into into audi- audience. Yeah, no, it's not, and it's it's, it's obviously the AM issue that's uh, causing problems. You know, music on AM, um, is, you know, except in London where they've got an FM frequency, mm. is is going to be difficult for people, especially you know with the radio player that's just come out. You can sit and, and, and listen to absolute and quality online. So they're not getting those vital people in the cars that Five Live will get with 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 speech. So that's the real difficulty with 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 their audience. You mentioned the radio play, Neil. That was launched this week, finally. Um, is that going to be... I mean, is it interesting? How, how, how much notice should we be taking of it? Well, you, there are versions out there. You know, the, the Radio Academy has got its own version. Um, you know, you can listen online to your local station if you're, you know, um, abroad or, yes. or somewhere else in the what, UK. What, why do we need it then? Um, I think it's because collectively, you, you know, like the iPlayer, you can dip in there and you can listen to Radio Clyde if you're from Glasgow or, <laughs> or Radio 4th if you're, if you're from Edinburgh. Yes. Um, and it's just that opportunity to have everything in one place because with television, you've got UView, Freeview, Sky, so many other you know, set-top boxes and it's almost the radio industry standing up and saying, well, this is us, this is where we are, and you know, come to us and, okay. and, and listen. Well, we'll see if it, we'll see if it works. Uh, let's do a bit of TV. Jay Hunter, uh, uh, James, has made her one of her big, move, big first moves as uh, head of Channel 4. They're going to get rid of these list shows. Yeah, devastated about that. <laughs> I, just love, I love listing shows. <laughs> I, I, could li- I could list, I, I could watch them every could, day, Could, could day. you list all the list shows? That I, you well, let me see. Top 100 comedy moments, top 100 films, top 100 romantic uh, kisses. Top room, I think yeah, okay. I just made that one up. Yeah, we get the part. Yeah, but you know, I, I enjoy them immensely. I mean, you know, TV it's just like it's, it's like having the radio on, yeah, isn't it? It's just the, the television equivalent of radio. But the senses. thing is, Kevin Ligo said this about three years ago. He announced at one of his you know program launches that he was axing list shows, but in, in fact, they've just continued. So is it well, just? And well, they are. Can we, and are you, you calling look, Kevin Ligo a, li- a liar? I, um, <laughs> but Jay yeah. Hunt needs to look at the balance sheet and go, "Hang on a minute, we've got no money. These shows are cheap to make. Yeah. Put them out over a bank holiday, and boys, you're Uncle, I can go away on holiday to you know to to, to the south of France. And Jimmy um, Carr makes another twenty grand. Yeah, but also 
it's full of has-beens, you know, ex-Big Brother stars who you just do not recognise giving their tuppence worth. And yes. they're, they're, a bit, they're a bit cheap. No, I was on one of those shows. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> steady on. I what are you James, talking about? I think James and I have both you? been. How dare you? used to make my living on those shows. Uh, right. Uh, did, did anyone, by the way, did anyone watch, sticking with Channel 4, did anyone watch Fern Britain's new show? Did you watch Fern Britain's new show? I, I would thought it would be... You'd be oh, God damn it, I didn't. I I've, been, I've been out. I've been out all the time. Yes. I've been working. Or I've been out yeah, socialising, getting stories, Matt. <laughs> be, because I'm on uh, paternity leave at the moment, you know, you wouldn't believe it, but... Um, I watched Fern Britain's You watched show, Fern Britain? Uh, which was fantastic. She was had Miranda Hart on, who, who's yeah. the, you know, the star, uh, star of the moment. But there's too many of these um, chat shows in the daytime. You've got Titch Marsh, um, you've got Loose Women. So much to choose from. They're all on at the same time. How do you cope? It, it, it's just, on, it's, on parental, it, it, it's, on, uh, it's too much. Um, and, and, you know, then, then you've got uh, the issues with Homes Under the Hammer, how you, know, how you get addicted to that, and Bargain Hunt. I just wonder how people cope. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Stuart Heritage described her uh, the, the 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 show as a sort of prolonged, all-encompassing middle-class lovely off. The whole th- everything was lovely. It's basically this morning without Philip on Channel Four. Okay, basically uh, with, a, with a jaunty theme tune as well. I, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. But uh, uh, not sure if it's performed by the uh, by the Fern Britain Gastric Band. That's the, uh, we've no, done that I'll joke about five times already. Uh, and uh, let's uh, and well, you mentioned ITV. Let's uh, m- uh, go over to them and this um, story about the controversy that they found themselves in over the uh, Fred West drama. The daughter of Fred and Rosemary West have uh, criticised the broadcaster for uh, the drama about uh, their last... uh, I think it's about the last days of Fred West's life, isn't it, James? It focuses on his his confession, doesn't it, and the the interviews he gave. um, That's what I was led to believe when I first wrote about this, but when it was commissioned six, nine months ago. But... um, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's, it's a pretty difficult. I mean, I know that there's been these, these sorts of programs have been made before, but this is a, the, the, the crime is so hideous and, and, mm. and imaginably bad that I think it's, it, it, it's, you have to tread so carefully. Yes. I'm, I'm surprised they, they, I am surprised they, they, they bothered, that they bothered to do it. I mean, yeah. I really am. I mean, what, what are you going to learn about this from, it's, it's from, a, a, from a drama documentary? I, I find it's it a bit distasteful, channel, channel, to be honest. You thought the thing that Channel 4 might yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did uh, the, the programme about Longford, uh, played by Jim Broadbent, you know, his uh, almost fascination with Myra Hindley. Um, you know, Fred West, played by Dominic West, the man who, you know, had to master... Uh, a Baltimore accent, and he had real difficulty mastering the the Gloucestershire accent. <laughs> I mean, you know, we we are a nation of ghouls. Um, you know, wh- whenever a huge story like the, the the West came out, there was almost a fascination in the newspapers and for people of you know what's next, what was happening. So I think that ITV do tend to have a habit of making these mm. programmes, um, you know, late nights. But is it really going to cast any light on the... You know, I, can't, I find it... Maybe I'm doing ITV a disservice, but I find it hard to believe they're going to shed any light, you know, light on, the, on Fred West's psychology or, you know, it's, you know the, the, there's been very good books written about serial killers, you know, I mean, a, lot of, a lot of ghoulish, as you say, books as well. But I, I find it... I can't quite see how they, they're going to really add anything to the, the, the debate, really, which means yeah. they just leave themselves exposed to the allegation that, the, you know, the sensationalism. Yeah, OK. Uh, well, briefly, uh, let's move on to news from Holy Moly, uh, of a news of a different uh, variety. Endemol have bought a 50% stake in the uh, foul-mouthed and highly popular celebrity gossip web website. Um, 
Is this a, is this another Friends reunited? And also, I'm not sure that Holy Moly is the big is the current big thing anyway. Do you? No, I think it's a bit you know a bit, uh, a bit 2009. Everybody's doing gossip. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And and also, Endable don't have any money, so I don't, I don't know why they're buying Holy Moly. I mean, last week there was a story on the the, the, the Guardian website that they'd failed to to pay one of their loans. So um, it is a weird purchase, it is, especially in this climate. Mm. Okay, uh, finally for this section, uh, some breaking news. From the Sky Satellite Network, this is Sky News. At that exact moment, Julian was expertly using his silver tongue to offer intense gratification to Sally as he held on firmly to her taut, tanned thighs, tightly gripped round his handsome face. Sally felt all the excitement and exhilaration of her fairground ride as he continued to offer intense pleasure before she was finally sated and lowered her gently back onto the round bed. Oh dear. <laughs> Sorry. That excuse. guy hasn't had any work since Big Brother ended. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly where he works. It's not a million miles from here. Uh, excuse me while I clear up the mess. Uh, Sky News temp- temptress <laughs> Kay Burley's long-awaited bonk buster has hit the shelves. Uh, that was one of the racier bits. Uh, it's First Ladies, it's called. Uh, do you see what she did there? It tells the tale of TV reporter Isla McGovern's liaison with Randy Prime Minister Julian Jensen. Um, have you got your review? <laughs> yes, you're scratching your head as to yeah. who, James, who could this be referring to? I, I don't know. Have, have you, <laughs> I'm not sure. Have you got your review copy yet? Um, I have flicked for a copy, yeah. You, I, I think good on, good on, good on I Kay. think Kay is, I think we've got to draw a line to this. Okay. I think Kay has had too much uh, criticism, too much grief. And I think she's, I, think, I, I quite admire Kay Burnley in some way. I don't actually, I don't admire, that's a lie. But I, I think, <laughs> you have a soft, you I, know, I, think soft I like spot? her, I like her. Kay I mean, she's broadcast day and night. I mean, yeah. you know, she, I, I think, I, th- I think she deserves some credit for writing and a book. There's too much negativity about I this. I think the whole eastern seaboard of Waterstones is going to be under attack as a result <laughs> of this, um, the, the, this book. You know, Tom Bradby did it, um, Robert Moore did it, Raggy Omar did it, John Simpson did it. Kelly Smith did it. But... <laughs> I think Kay should stick to news. Um, yeah. I've read a, a few chapters of this book, and it is a Mills and Boone uh, takeoff. And Mills and Boone are, the, are probably the best-selling books of the 20th century. Well, yeah, I mean, it could, it could, so it could, be, could, huge. could know, be huge. But also, the, people on the street know who Raggy Omar and John Simpson are, but do they really know who Kay Burley is? No, we all do, cause, because we're, all, you know, we're part of the liberal metropolitan media elite. But, but, but do, do, um, I think Kay Burley is a woman of the people. I think <laughs> she's... I, think she's um, I, wish her, I wish her every success. Well, she, she's bound to have a, have a huge success. It's probably at the Bad Sex Awards, I should imagine. <laughs> um, uh, OK, we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, and more on those stories and uh, no doubt extra. Well, yeah, I was going to say, who's, who's going to serialise it? Uh, is, is there a, we should do it. the mail, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, mean, it has to I think it might be cartoons on Sky News. <laughs> okay. Well, that Japanese, those was it, was it South Korean uh, company that does the brilliant graphic representations of oh, yes, major news stories? They, yes. they could do a good yeah, adaptation could, of yeah, that book. Uh, well, more on that at mediaguardian.co.uk. Edition of Top of the Pops, heading from the backseat of my Cadillac. The current number three sound, we have, of course, David Dundas with jeans on, together with a few young people you may well recognise. Here it is, hit sound three, right here on Top of the Pops. When I wake up in the morning light. 
David Dundas. Uh, do you remember him? Uh, do you remember him, James? No, I don't remember him either. Apparently he was big in the 70s. Um, uh, well, if you look back uh, fondly on the days of big hair, bad dancing, wide flares and huge moustaches, then Thursday nights on BBC4 is just for you because from next week the channel will be showing vintage episodes of Top of the Pops. Uh, it's part of channel controller Richard Klein's uh, nostalgia programming strand. <laughs> is that what he calls it? You mean the fact that he's had his budget slashed? <laughs> oh, carry on. No, well, no, I, I, you know, I can, I'll get I'll read just to the end of the queue and then we'll come Sorry. back. That's fine. Uh, well, we've done the research. The top ten from the first week of April 1976 feature the likes of Barry White, 10cc, The Beatles, Billy Ocean, ABBA, with the Brotherhood of Man's Save All Your Kisses for Me, topping the chart. So, uh, so then, I was going to ask you, uh, James, if you think this is a smart move or just a desperate attempt to keep BBC4, BBC4 in the headlines now that, now that the killing's finished. Yeah, sorry, to preempt. Yeah, I yeah. think the latter. But, but I mean, uh, you can already watch this on uh, old episodes of Top of the Pops, as I do regularly on UK Gut, or Dave, or whatever yeah, it's now it's called. called. Yeah. Yesterday, tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, and I, which I love, you know, I think we all sucker for that. It's good to see Steve Wright when he was thin. Yes, yeah, yes. All, all those years ago, you know, he didn't have to climb out the back of a Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, John Peel's on it. It's brilliant watching John Peel deadpan his way through introducing the lights of you know uh, um, the Eurovision Song Contest with his winners yes. of, of years gone by with a, with a, you know with no hint of sarcasm. I enjoy that immensely. So, um, so is I mean he's he's got a difficult yeah uh, a difficult uh, hand that he's having to play, Klein, isn't it? Because it's, because he, as you say, his budget's been cut and and it wasn't very much in the first. Place. Well, yeah, tiny. I mean, absolutely tiny budget. And I think it's, you know, BBC4, brilliantly, it's a brilliant channel with, you know, incredibly sort of idiosyncratic content. You know, some fantastic programs. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I mean, I, I find it hard to escape your, your initial conclusion that this is this is a, an easy and cheap way to fill, fill time. It's not even part of a great, th- you know, one of his great seasons, you know, right. like NAF season or, you know, a, a corduroy season or flares season. I mean, usually they, <laughs> I they thought, at least curate it in that way for, for a second, to, I thought to justify you were it. that there was a season called NAF season. On but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. But, yeah, yeah. but, but the, the thing is, this is a vehicle now. So when uh, Mark Thompson goes on Newsnight and Jeremy Paxman asks him what is on BBC4, he can say, Top of the pop, because of course, when he did that interview last year, yes. he couldn't name any program on BBC Three or BBC Four. So I think this is an yeah. opportunity for <laughs> Mark Thompson to actually get something right. Uh, I think it would be better if it was the old grey whistle test or the tube. Yes, yeah. yes, because that, that would fit in more with the kind of the, of, of the channel. And, and, and in any case, doesn't it just highlight the fact that you know that top of the pop has been axed? Well, and, exactly. I mean, that's the great the, the elephant in the room. Yeah. You know, bring back top of the pops. There's yeah. a public clamour for it. It's time they uh, acted. But what, what were you doing in 1976? I, were you I, born? Was, I, was, I was born, yeah. yeah. I've been born for ages. Have you? I was four, and I was living in uh, Indianapolis, in, uh, in Indiana, in the US. I was a little American I kid. I thought you were going to say Solihull or something. No, 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 no. It was, a, it was, a, I didn't it was know glamorous. Mid, I was in the Midwest of I didn't the know US. you had a, an, an American background. Yeah, I had a year in America. A year in America. Yeah. You've, you've lost it. It's the subject of a, of a book I'm working on. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Neil? Um, in 1976, yeah. I, I, I was one, and uh, in Edinburgh, um, Edinburgh. In, in, in a L- listening to Radio Fourth, probably. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Radio Fourth was a year old then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, uh, okay. Thank you very much. We'll uh, uh, we'll leave that there um, because uh, time has uh, well, obviously we've got all the time in the world. But quite frankly, you know, who would want to listen to hours and hours of this? Um, so I think that's us done for another week. But uh, before we go, I'd like to know what uh, the two of you have learnt from your week in media. Because I assume Neil that you're a globe trotting media, uh, you know, that you lunches, dinners, parties. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you're not, off because you're, you're on um, paternity leave. Not, not this week, but um, someone did tell me uh, the story about um, a certain uh, television presenter on daytime television who has now had to have uh, the chair that he sits in on the um, programme he presents extended because he um, has put on some more weight. <sighs> oh, um, so the furniture on this particular show um, is having to it's be... It's strengthened. It's having to be um, extended. Oh, right, extended. Um, and also the, 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 there's issues over um, how certain Radio 5 Live presenters are going to get to Manchester to, to do their shows. And uh, what, will, will it be first class or second class? Um, there was a rumour that uh, if this person was doing a television show, um, they would be using a helicopter. No way. Yeah. No. This is a, this this is a major a, story. This, this is, is a major story. story. Well, well, we haven't covered that. At well, their own expense. Oh, I don't know. At their own expense. Their own They're expense. overpaid. Okay, um, uh, James, what have, what have you found out? Uh, uh, I, I, I haven't found out virtually anything about the media all week, I have to say. All I found out was that, you know, Chuck Ramuna MP is, works out at a gym in Streatham on a Monday morning, Friday morning. He's going, going on holiday to Miami. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, he, um, that's it really, to okay. be honest. I know it's not very interesting well, at no, all. But I, but I do know I, most I, details I know about Chukar Muna's uh, up, up, upcoming Stratum MPs. Excellent. Well, well, this is, this is, well, this is the life that you lead, though, isn't it, these days? Well, sometimes. Being, being the husband of a, of a highly successful <laughs> Labour MP, in that you have to, you have, you have to do these. You yeah, do it's, these it's yeah. a great. Okay. Uh, th- thank you very much. Uh, well, one, one day you will find out things about the media. Um, one, <laughs> thank you very much, James Robinson. And Neil Henderson, uh, how, how, how was it for you? Uh, it was fantastic. It's, it's, it's so good to be here. Excellent, thank you. Head over to our blog to leave your feedback on the show. And you can find links to everything that we've discussed at guardian.co.uk slash mediatalk. I'm Matt Wells. Media Talk is produced by Ben Green. See you next week. Bye. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.